Cornucopia Radio presents Our theme tune commences Doom-laden, melodic melancholia Designed to curdle the blood And unsettle the dead And thus, gentle reader The assault begins Fade in. We move through a fog-strewn, wintry landscape. The Peak District at its most bleak and inhospitable. Black branches dance against an ominous night sky. The sound of crows squabbling over carrion and a far-off church bell float on the howling wind. And if we're lucky, we might just catch the odd flash of lightning. We pick up a female character scurrying across this inclement backdrop, heading towards the glow of a distant building. Her skirts are hitched up high, so as not to drag through the mud, allowing us to enjoy a momentary glimpse of her stockinged legs, before the camera overtakes her and continues on ahead. We reach the building long before she ever will. It is a strange, isolated Victorian shop standing beneath a great rock formation in the middle of nowhere. A sign above the door contains an image of two frogs sword fighting and the words Stuff It and Sons Taxidermy Emporium. We move around the taxidermist's candlelit workshop It is full of dark, dusty objects, cluttering every nook and cranny. Stuffed animals, piles of bones, amphibians pickled in formaldehyde, and all the tools of his trade laid out ready for use. We reach Stuffit, huddled up by the fireplace, reading our mutual friend to his beautiful but extremely quirky daughter, Jocasta. My working bench, a young man's bench, a wife's, tools, bones, warious, skulls, warious, preserved Indian baby, African, ditto, bottle preparations, warious, everything within reach of your hand in good preservation. The mouldy ones are top. What's in those hampers over there again? I don't quite remember. Say, human, warious. Cats, articulated English baby. Dogs, ducks, glass eyes, warious. Mummied bird, dried cuticle, warious. Oh dear me. That's the general panoramic view. <laughs> Mr Venus is just like us, father. But for the babies... Aye, child. 
Mr. Dickens paints a lurid yet proficient account of our profession, does he not? Stuffet is an amiable but unhealthy-looking gentleman. His sallow face is surmounted by a tangle of dusty hair, and his cataracts are magnified by his thick reading spectacles. His daughter, Jocasta, is a thing of great beauty. Nineteen and never been kissed. But if eerie gothicness was ever made an Olympic sport, with her tatty Victoriana, wild black hair, alabaster complexion, and the antique caliper strapped around her leg, then Jocasta would already be on the podium. Stuffit coughs violently. Jocasta pours him a glass of water. Don't fuss me, child. I ain't done with this world just yet. <laughs> Here, let me rest a while. It'd be too late for custom. The empty pantry suggests otherwise, Father. We cannot turn away patronage, whatever time it comes a-calling. Bless you, child, for opening up to a stranger on such a foul and inclement evening. I seek the society of Stuff It All Son. There is no son. Only Stuff It. Must have been a great disappointment for him, having gone to all the botheration of painting the sign and all. My grandfather was a Stuff It. My father the son. But now, with my grandfather gone, my father is the Stuff It. No son. Only I. The Stuff It's daughter. As I said, must have been a great disappointment. Might I be permitted to intercourse with your father, he being the only remaining stuffit of consequence? He is unwell, Mrs... Miss! Miss Jemima Appleton, and I demand words regarding your father's brother, Mr Edward Stuffit. You being of his acquaintance, I presume. Let her in, for pity's sake, child, before we all catch our death. Father, this is Miss Jemima Appleton. She wishes to converse on the subject of Uncle Ted. Take a seat beside the fire, Miss Appleton. Let's see if we can't thaw you out a little. (gasps) Obliged, Mr Stuffit. Help the good lady out of some of those damp liniments, child, and hang them up to dry. My liniments, Mr Stuffit? No need to be coy around me, Miss Appleton. I am a procurator of bones and pelts. And feather and fur. I appreciate the sight of good flesh upon a shapely carcass. Why, Mr. Stuffit? One might get to thinking you have designs on me body. And I ain't finished with it just yet. What man wouldn't have designs on it, Miss Appleton? It looks well upholstered from what I can make out. Plump and comely in all the hospitable regions, yet reasonably taut and well-fashioned in the others. Oh, yes. Very fine indeed. I'll have you know that all my regions are extremely hospitable, Mr. Stuffit. Jocasta lifts the woman's skirt and investigates her legs. Oi! Get your hands off me, Pinger! Frightful-looking she-devil! Might we be permitted to offer you a libation, Miss Appleton? Tea? Hot broth? Well, how about a nice glass of gin? Gin? 
Ooh, tar very much. Don't mind if I do. The bone china cup for our guest, I think, child. Jocasta looks at him questioningly. He nods back conspiratorially. These two are up to something. Now, how might we help you, Miss Appleton? You have news of my brother? Not so much news, Mr. Stuffit. More of a complaint. Then perhaps you should take it up with the other Mr. Stuffit, rather than drag it all the way out here on such an inclement evening. Were it so simple, Mr. Stuffit, then you may rest assured my upholstery would be tucked up in my bed, not bothering no nobody at this ungodly hour, and not having my legs inspected neither. Thank you, dear. That warmed me bones just nicely. Another, Miss Appleton? I don't normally sup so fast, Mr. Stuffit. But what with the damp and the unexpected exposure of my heaving decolletage, not to mention the molestation, but if you were to perhaps offer a little encouragement, I might partake of a... Oh, tar very much. Down the hatch. <laughs> Why, aren't you just the most wicked thing on all of God's green earth? One more of them and I might be inspecting your legs, dear. <laughs> what do you say to that? <laughs> the cackling woman oh. spots oh. Jocasta's caliper. Perhaps not. Stuff it clears his throat, reminding Miss Appleton of her purpose. Now then, your brother, sir, Mr. Edward Stuffit Esquire, he has taken to a murdering, sir. A foul and treacherous deed, if ever there was one. He is unquestionably the most loathsome and reptilian creature ever to crawl out of the primeval swamp. He really is. He's been calling on you, has he? Calling on me? I don't know what you mean, sir. Go on, then. Just one more, and that's my limit. I think you understand me perfectly, Miss Appleton. What happened? Someone catch you in flagrante? In what? Father? Brother? Ah, yes. And now he's lying in a pool of his own blood and the other stuff it is on the lamp. And you're here to squeeze me for compensation, I don't dare doubt. It's the least I deserve for all the vexations he's affected upon me. The swine! How about ten shillings and I don't scream for the peelers and have you all put away as a bad lot, lot? Drink up, Miss Appleton. I suspect a solution may be soon forthcoming. She spots something in the bottom of her empty cup, considers her hosts, <laughs> then takes a sudden turn for the worst. Horror spreads over her face as she begins choking and frothing at the mouth. She staggers from her seat towards the door, vomiting blood. Miss Appleton tumbles out of the front door, gasping for air, before finally collapsing upon the ground. 
Jocasta emerges from the shop and considers the dying woman. Miss Appleton's face turns purple. Blood streams from her eyes and nose. She coughs and splutters up blood, clutching her stomach and throat in pain. With her last breath, Miss Appleton looks up at Jocasta, who is already lifting the dying woman's skirt and examining her legs, comparing them with her own calipered disability. Miss Appleton has one last spasm, then dies of asphyxiation. The bone china cup rolls out of her grasp and lands upon the ground. In the bottom of it are the words, you've been poisoned. You've been listening to a short extract from the feature film script Jocasta Plays With Dead Things. It's the story of a very peculiar young woman who lives in an isolated shop in rural Victorian England, with only her dying father and her taxidermy collection for company. But one day, whilst out collecting roadkill, she spots a beautiful young man and falls hopelessly in love with him. However, her clumsy attempts to woo him go awry when she accidentally murders him. Still, a dead boyfriend is better than no boyfriend at all. We've created this short audio drama based on the opening scene of the script to help promote and get more people interested in this future film production. So to find out more about this story and the production company behind it, visit bloodcurdlingfilms.com forward slash Jocasta. This audio drama work featured the voices of David Taylor as Mr. Stuffit, Janice Sampson as Mrs. Appleton, Holly Standbrook as Jocasta, and Ben Warren as the narrator. The script was written by David Heels and was produced and edited by Peter Beeston. To find out more about what we do ourselves, visit us online at cornucopia-radio.co.uk.